Thanks for joining us for No Cap, the internet's handsomest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He's the legendary Tyvis Powell. How's it going, my man? Oh, it's going wonderful, you know. Sad, a little bit sad that, you know, we ain't in the normal spot. But you know what? We still going to have a great show. We will. We will. An abundance of caution. We're uh, back in the studio this week and not at a local Buffalo Wild Wings, the official sports bar of 11 Warriors. We're hoping to take the show back on the road in two weeks. Be sure to keep everyone posted. You can find No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. We're thankful for your support, and, yeah, we're having a lot of fun with this, man. They seem to get easier and easier, for me at least, as we go. Oh, yeah. You know, we definitely starting to roll through. We caught us a little groove, and we riding the wave, baby. We did. We got uh, – <laughs> who's on the TV tonight, man? We got, I think, Purdue, Minnesota at 730 on BTN. That's a good game. I'll That's watch- a good one. I'll watch it. I'll watch some football. I'll watch the I, Big Ten I football. definitely, yeah, I definitely watch that. You know, anything in the Big Ten is always, you know, some pretty good ball, you know. Minnesota has – Minnesota's kind of disappointed me this year. I thought they was going to be really good, and I really respected their quarterback. Minnesota's without 20 players for the game tonight. Uh, offensive line coach is out as well from COVID. Uh, yeah, so that, that COVID bug going around right now, it's taking a lot of players out. Professionally, collegiately, in the business aspect, yeah, that, that COVID is real strong right now. So everybody, please wash your hands and wear y'all masks, please. Listen to the man. Yeah, I mean, if you go back in time and you tell me in March that, hey, we'll be dealing with this thing in late November still and, you know, everything's going to be upside down still, I'd laugh at you. I'd say, no way, no way that's going to happen. And here we are, man. Everyone's getting ready to – I don't know what you got. Uh, we're having a low-key Thanksgiving next week, man. Just immediate family. I don't know if you're doing something similar or what same. you have. Same. Same, baby. Everybody that's staying in the house is going to be at this house. Nobody's coming in. <laughs> it's going to be a very uh, different Thanksgiving feeling. But you know what? As long as you're with your family, your immediate family, that's all that matters. We'll make it work. The three F's, man, food, family, and football. It's always, you know, as an adult, I think it's one of my favorite holidays at this point. Because as a kid, you know, it's Christmas, Christmas, but. Um, <laughs> you it, just, you're in it for the food, huh? Yeah, it's just nice, man. You get to pause, <laughs> get to pause you know, everything and on. You know, we go get some good food. Then you know what? The, the next day, that food still going to be there. And that's yes. what it is. For some odd reason, it tastes better the next day. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, dude. It'd be really good. <laughs> Those Thanksgiving leftovers, man, you gotta love them. What's your favorite? If you had to eat only one Thanksgiving dish, and you let's not count, let's not count turkey, but if you had to pick like one Thanksgiving dish the rest of your life and only one, what would it be? Ooh, that's a t- that's a toss up between dressing and mac and cheese, man. Th- those two, I got to have on my plate, and I gotta have at least three scoops. <laughs> uh, those are good choices, man. I, like- I know, I, I I can't. You know what? I can't choose. It's them two. I them two together. <laughs> I can't just separate it and just pick one. It's good. I gotta have both. Now I know you're always in shape and in and taking care of your body. Are you hitting the scale the day after Thanksgiving, or you wait a couple of days because you don't want to see the damage? Oh, you know, I ain't gonna. That's see, that's the thing. So you gotta. It's all about how you prepare for this. Okay, you gotta work out. <laughs> if you go eat big, you gotta work out big now. So before I eat, I would I would either run or get on my Peloton for like thirty minutes. So I can get there. So my body is like already down on the weight so when i put it when i eat the food you know it's just gonna put me back to where i was like currently right now i'm like 212 out the bed so i'm feeling good i got, <laughs> I got you that's smart man that's a good idea <laughs> how do you like your peloton you know what the peloton is uh i i would recommend it for a lot anybody in the world it's it's a great workout um you lose i'm losing a ton of weight um before like, as I was trying to explain, you when I was pouring my heart out, I was – so initially when I'm in playing football, I'm around – I'm anywhere from 210 to 214. So when my my wife now got pregnant, obviously that dad body thing, I, it came to a – him in existence for me oh yeah so so i went from <laughs> i went from a, a slender 214 213 to 225 so with I'm a quickness sitting, yeah i was sitting there like scratching my head like this is not good <laughs> this is not good at all like i'm in trouble so i ended up getting the peloton bike and it actually helped me lose all my weight so that and running and obviously lifting so but yeah the peloton bike is a great workout it's all needless to say smart speaking of workouts 
Were you ready for the game of the – not the century, not the day. The game of the COVID era tomorrow in the Big Ten. <laughs> number nine, Indiana, rolls in to number three, Ohio State. Hoosiers are 4-0. Buckeyes are 3-0. Game kicks off at noon on Big Ten Network. That's the that's what I'm most excited about. It's a noon game, so we get right to it type thing. You ain't got to wait around for this game. You just get right to it, and it's a big game. I like Huge the Buckeyes. You know, obviously, I like the Buckeyes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do respect what Indiana has done this season. You know, they Indiana has always been a team that's you know they worked hard. They obviously don't get the the big name recruits, but they get guys that could have been good but didn't just seem to got overlooked. Mm-hmm. And they get guys that work really hard. You know, they always give Ohio State a tough game. Well, they do some sometimes. Well, yeah. Most of the time, most of the time. Recently. Yeah, I was say most of the yeah. It's one of those teams that you know, growing up, we would look at like, oh, it's Indiana. We we gonna we gonna smoke them. We ain't even got worry about them. And that's when they would surprise you. But nowadays, man, you got to take them serious. You gotta you gotta uh, train and prepare for them as if they're like a big name game because it's what they consider trap games. Cause it's just, you know, you think it's Indiana, but obviously right. with the record that they're having and the success they're having, they're not trapping or fooling anybody. So you got to be prepared for that. I've heard stories of uh, how angry Luke Fick- Luke Fickle was in that game. Was it 2012? You went to Bloomington and it was at 52 to 49. Oh yeah, I was yeah, I was there. I sure was. <laughs> yeah, sir. I heard Luke was mad. <laughs> yeah. That was uh that wasn't good because we had I think the very that week we had a meeting. It might have been the next day. We had a meeting about that game. And that was the that was when uh Christian Christian Bryant and because Christian Bryant and CJ Barnett was like they was kind of like how me and Vaughn's relationship was. You know, me and Vaughn was always tight. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like we was like Batman and Robin together type thing. So I think there I don't I can't remember what happened, but during the course of the game, it was like a play where I guess CJ didn't give a hundred percent effort or something like that. And they pointed it out. And Christian was basically saying like like he was hurt. Like, how you gonna do me like this? Like you supposed to be my brother, you supposed to be with me. We battled through all this and you just gonna leave me hanging like this. And it was to the point where he like CJ felt so embarrassed that he couldn't even look him in his face. Like he was, he felt that bad about it. And that was the game where it just kind of like that's when the defense had to come together. And it was, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was crazy times. Some drama, man. Wow. I yeah, it was. It wasn't up. good, man. It was. It was a hostile moment in there. And I remember I was. A, I was just a freshman, and I was in there like, man, this. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's serious though. Like, it, like people don't. It's serious. Like a lot of people just look at football and think it's just supposed to be fun, but no. Like people take this thing very seriously. You got to be on that same page with everybody on your defense or that you playing with. Y'all got to have the same mentality and take it as serious as this other guy. Because if you don't, that's when the the arguments and the the friction in the teams begin. Or guys coming for your job, too, right? You never want that. And that's always a – that's every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first ever top ten regular season matchup for Indiana. That blows my mind. <laughs> How crazy is that? Indiana has been that bad. or that, I guess they just haven't been that good, I guess I should say. Wow. Yeah. That's a big game for them, man. It's a huge game. Yeah, they'll be playing in an empty Ohio stadium. Uh, Franklin County's purple now in Ohio with COVID spiking. There will be no player families or staff families in the stands for the first time this season. They say they'll revisit it ahead of Michigan, the final home game, in, in about uh, three weeks or so. But, uh, yeah, parents not thrilled. Uh, they've been, you know, taking care of what they've been asked to do. And, you know, I, I take COVID seriously. Like, we try to do the right thing in my house, but – you 300, 400 parents in the stands. You can't spread them out in that gigantic stadium. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, there's got to be some sacrifices made. It's unfortunate because, like, if we as we look at Ohio State's schedule for the regular season, this is kind of like the biggest game, quote-unquote, right. they're going to play. I mean, obviously. It is. Obviously, the team of North game records don't mean anything. But if we're going off of records, this is obviously the best game they're going to play. And it's unfortunate that, that, you know, the parents and the family and friends won't be there live to see it, to cheer them on. Cause like, this is, this is the game that everybody was probably looking forward to. Cause, and then they hit us with that. So I, I would be bummed as well, but you know, it's the sacrifices we got to make for the team, you know? 
Amen. And, and, you know, I hope they do allow them back for the Michigan game, the final home game, because you know what, that's senior day, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. As I say, everybody needs to wash their hands, <laughs> wear their masks. Yes. And please stay socially distanced from each other and we can, you know, nip this thing in the bud, man. It's, it's, it's really one of those things that we need the world to just come together and we all need to just be all on the same page. I think if we do it for a good solid month, we can get rid of the whole thing and we can go back to, you know, I, I'm I'm sick of going in public and, you know, not being able to recognize. People be talking to me and I can't even recognize who it is <laughs> that I'm talking to, like tight things. I, I'm ready to go back to the regular lifestyle. Yeah, I am too, man. This has been a tough year. Uh, this is, you know, the pinnacle for Indiana football fans. It's the top of the roller coaster for them. I don't know, you know, if life will get any better. They've won a lot of big games against big names this year. They're undefeated. They've got this top 10 matchup at Ohio State. Everything's on their plate. You know, I think you touched on too. Ohio State's going to probably, you know, roll in this one and pull it off. But this has got to be a really good feeling. And, you know, Ryan Day stressed that Ohio State has no margin for error because if Indiana gets lucky and pulls this off somehow, they got the inside track, man, for the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> and if Ohio State doesn't get to Indianapolis, they're not going to probably make the college football playoffs. So this is a big, big game in that regard. Yeah, that's why, That's why. like I say, it's, it's kind of good because, you know, it ultimately gives us a good test. Um, we haven't really played. You know, the teams that we thought that would be good in the Big Ten this year that we've played already, we it hasn't. they haven't panned out to be that good. So this is the first real big test that we have. You know, it's the, these are the type of things that you need to build to that championship run. You need to go against great teams and see how you respond against great teams. So, so it'll build you. So when you get to the championship, you've already played a bunch of great teams. You know how to play. and You know what's expected of each other. So this is a good test, and it's good that it's happening at this moment. Absolutely. Indiana against 4-0. Got a half-game lead on Ohio State because, again, Ohio State had the game with Maryland wiped out. So they're going to have that game in hand all season, uh, which makes this game, again, very important. Uh, Hoosiers got their second-ever win against Penn State, 36-35 in overtime. Wait, whoa, whoa. Ever? Ever. Golly, they do it bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, know what? You. Uh, you know what? As an Ohio State guy, like – I, we are very fortunate. We need to really – Are we, we not? Stop, we need to stop and thank the Lord sometimes for how fortunate we are. Because this – that's sad, right? I did not know it's only two times ever again. Ever. This. And we just roll them all the time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. You got you, you to count your blessings, man. <laughs> you really got to count do. your blessings. We do. Uh, yeah, beat them in overtime in week one. Week two, they beat Rutgers 37-21. Uh, two weeks ago, they snapped a 24-game losing streak to Michigan, beating them – 38 to 21. They should have been there. That it's been so many years that I used yeah. to watch that game, and they had they had the team up north on the ropes, and they let them pull it off in the end every single time. So it's good to see Indiana finally, you know, taking that step forward. You know, trying finally getting over that hump that I've been knowing that they could do. Because if, if pretty much put it to you this way, if they played every team like they played Ohio State, they would be one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Oh and yeah, I said I said what I said. No question, man. No question. But, yeah, got that 24-game uh, losing streak to Michigan snapped. Uh, last week, Indiana snapped a 19-game losing streak in East Lansing, <laughs> shutting out Michigan State 24 to nothing. They're good. I don't know if they're number they nine rolling. good. Look, yeah. They rolling, boy. <laughs> they rolling. You know what? They earned that number nine, in my personal opinion. They That's fair. That. That's fair. I, I don't know if they're number nine team in the country, but you're, you're 4-0. You got to give it to them at this point. Yeah, we, we'll see tomorrow. You know, they play Ohio State tough, man. They they I feel like they shouldn't even lose the ninth spot if they lose. Like, it was a close game, and they playing really well, and we just edge them out. They should stay nine. They, they shouldn't be affected that much because they they will be a really good team oh you know in the sec they do that if, if if a number nine team gave bama a battle at bama's place they'd say oh you're not moving you're fine they do that in the sec we'll see if they do it here Eh, you know <laughs> you know they got a thing for the sec i don't know what that's about they do uh got some players man quarterback michael Penix jr redshirt sophomore 6'3 218 did not play last year against ohio state uh, athletic lefties nine and one as a starter this season. He's uh, sixty point seven percent completions for about a thousand mm. yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Went thirty for fifty for three forty two and three touchdowns against Michigan. 
so he's done it. He's got some. He's got some games here. But against you know, in Penn State in the opener against a half decent secondary, he went just 19 of 36 for 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So he's got good numbers against bad secondaries. <laughs> well, hopefully Ohio State fixes Big State secondary. You know, that's obviously that's what's been the big worry about us right as of now. Every, they check off a lot of good boxes, but the secondary is the one that's got the big question mark. And I hope, you know, as the hope the secondary, you know, have a, a team meeting or a group meeting, you know, they got to figure out, like, we got to get this off of us. You know, we put it out there and it's time to patch it and show the world something. Yeah, yeah, let's see if it happens. Speaking of that secondary, Indiana wide receiver Ty Freifogel, senior 6'2", 214, might be the hottest wide receiver in college football right now. Had seven for 142 and a touchdown against Michigan, then followed it up last week with 11 for 200 yards, two touchdowns against Michigan State. Earned him Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week honors. He leads the Big Ten with 424 receiving yards on 24 catches. So, man, like you said, mm. the test is there. I mean, and they got all right. I, this is here. This right here. The Sean Way, my boy. <laughs> you, were, you know how you know people been saying you haven't been playing well and you've been losing money. Well, this right here will get you all your money back and then some. You know, you as a, as a leader of that team, as a leader of the secondary, you have to go ask for that assignment. You have yeah. to go right. Coach calls and say, I I got him man to man on any man coverage we got, and I'm gonna shut him down. That right there. If you do that. That right there tells me everything I need to know about you being in the NFL. If you can pull that stunt off and stop him, because basically what it looked like is the game will be in your hands. You could go pull that off. Your you, your your draft stock will raise. Everybody will, you'll be in everybody's good graces again, and you'll be the star that I think you are. Indeed, man. Wonderful opportunity for Wade, like you mentioned, and the whole secondary. They've got a couple other guys that can catch the ball, including a tight end. There's, you know, decent. Uh, I know you uh, I ain't listen, don't <laughs> even do it. <laughs> don't even don't do that. <laughs> the uh, only tight end in college football I even respect is ours and that dude from Florida. That outside of that, that I don't even talk to me about no tight end. Oh, I know by now, man. This is like I think episode <laughs> what twelve for us and I think so. <laughs> And I, if there's anything I know about you, you are America's preeminent tight end hater. So I, I appreciate that. I hate that. I just think, you know, they, they get overhyped sometimes. Yeah, this Indiana defense has been very smart and opportunistic, too. Head coach Tom Allen's a defensive guy by heart, by nature there. It's his background. Hoosiers are fourth in the nation in defensive efficiency, have the nation's highest interception rate, lead the Big Ten in sack rate, and they provide, you know, for the offense a lot in the case that they turn turnovers. The defense will get a turnover, and Indiana's offense is really, really good at converting those turnovers into points uh, among the top five teams nationally. So you got this. I mean, they're playing well and playing smart and coached well. And Meanwhile, yeah. on, the yeah. other si- well, on the other side, Justin Fields has not thrown an interception this season. Yeah, so. that, that's the good thing. He did, you know, Justin Fields, that's what makes him uh, – a phenomenal quarterback because he actually take care of the ball. If it's not there, he'll take the sack or he'll throw it away, which he ain't really throwing it away because he obviously he don't like to mess up his incompletions. But he's very smart with the ball, and that right there is, I think, is what the the big difference maker is going to be, the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Indiana's front seven is unbelievable, man. They, I've I seen uh, my boy, my fellow – my fellow Buckeye Joshua Perry, you know, who works for the Big Ten now, has ranked him as the number one um, defense kind of in the Big Ten. So, um, yeah. Well, well, well. I guess we'll find. I know you, you think you, yeah. you think you know you you think you know a guy. <laughs> I, that's why the Big Ten would never ask me because it don't matter. If we the worst. I would still put us number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. You you, you mentioned something a minute ago that I think is really funny. I really do think Justin Fields would rather take a sack than throw a pass away. He does. No, you know, 100% he does. <laughs> and I, I mean, he would, he, would, he would try to get back to the line of scrimmage first so he ain't losing no yards. But right. He would for 100% take the sack before he throw the ball away. What a year he's having. Ryan Day said that he would rather have played a game last week, you know, instead of the off week. But can this, you know, the week, the surprise off week that Ohio State had, can that kind of be like a gift or like a blessing in disguise? You know, thinking of guys like Harry Miller on the offensive line who had, you know, a rough outing with, with a few holding calls last week and 
is it good maybe to get a technique week or like a reset week for some of these guys that are, you know, might've struggled a little bit this year? Uh, definitely. Most definitely. It gives you time to uh, fix things that you might need to work on. You know, at, when the season goes on, kind of the thing is you lose like your fundamentals a little bit because you just so focused on, right. you know, preparing for the next team, the next team, what we got next. So like your assignments is always changing and stuff like that. So it's good to just sometimes go back to the basis basics and that is what that bye week essentially would do for them you know resets the mind resets the body and you get to work on the fundamental things that you don't normally think about or that you skim you might skip past during a preparation week yeah you mentioned resetting the body everyone will be available for Ohio State except for kicker Blake Hobbio uh still out but everyone else yeah good to get rested are there any major disadvantages though for these bye weeks or weeks like this? uh sometimes for the bye weeks um the, the the disadvantage would be that you know the chemistry is already there with a the team if you're clicking on all cylinders right now and then sometimes you know you got to take a bye week so you you know you're not in that action anymore you kind of lose the fire a little bit but you know sometimes it's easily to come back but outside of that that's the only disadvantage i could say is that, you know, maybe the chemistry or the timing might be off just a tad bit because you, you, know, you obviously took a game off. But I'm sure Ohio State practiced that week and kept everything pretty much the same. So I think they'll be fine. Good to see. Do you expect uh, another darn near perfect performance from Justin Fields? Is that where we are now? Where you, we just kind <laughs> of – like every week we just expect that? Is that where we are? Is that is that what it is? Listen, we at the point, Justin feels so good. <laughs> He's so good to me at this moment that it's – if he throws more than three incompletions, I'm upset. I'm bad at him. Like, why? Right. You, you've been nailing these passes all these games. You throw let, anything over three incompletions, something's wrong. Yeah, he's been so darn good, man. Pro Football Focus says he has thrown just five uncatchable balls in, in the three games he's played. Uh, he has five touchdown passes of 20 yards or more, too. So just five uncatchable balls in three games. That's insane, man. I can't, like, I want to, like, you know, take a minute and smell the flowers and appreciate this And because, man, it, it may be a while before Ohio State fans see another quarterback this good, even though. Well, he might come back for another year. Oh, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's something that, like, you know, I'd love to believe, but it, what would you do if you were Justin Fields? He might. You never know. Ugh. Andrew Luck did it. Andrew Luck was supposed to be, like, the number one quarterback in the draft. He went back to Stanford, got his degree, and, and still went number one in the draft the next year. So you never know. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Fields will surprise everyone. Maybe he'll go up to Cleveland and have like a a presser like Cardale did, and say, you know what, I'm coming back. And then we can all we can all. <laughs> well, dance. I don't think he would do it. I think he, I don't think he would do it in Cleveland. He would do it where he's from. <laughs> do that in Georgia. It makes sense. Uh, Vegas is not buying the Hoosiers as a number nine team. Ohio State is favored by nearly three touchdowns, twenty and a half points. What does Indiana? Let me put you. You're head coach in Indiana, Tyvis. What do you? do right now what, what do you have to do to get the win for indiana mm -hmm. attack the secondary <laughs> attack the, you got it i think what you really have to do is um it's a, a lot of clock management you know you gotta you obviously gotta win the time of possession you want to keep justin fields off the field right so when you're on offense you want to make sure that you you know running some clock out you don't want to give justin fields a lot of time because obviously he could be a quick hitter or when he has the ball, you know, he obviously does great things with the ball. So you want to get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. Um, on defense, on the defensive side of the ball, you have to disguise your coverages. You have to make sure – you have to make it seem something like it's cover one when it's cover two. You got to kind of confuse Justin a little bit, which – but it seems like he's so advanced that it's kind of hard to do. And if you're not, you know, if you're not a team that essentially does that a lot, it's kind of hard to always disguise. But you have to disguise your coverages and make sure that Justin can't read what's going on. And you have to really depend on your pass rush to really get there, which they obviously do a good job of. And when you get the, and if they get a turnover, which is rare to see Justin do, but <laughs> they get it to be a turnover, you have to capitalize off of it. So I think those are the some of the key. Uh, points to winning to beating the Buckeyes tall order man I think a lot of things you just rattle off have to happen and, and like you said man those are not easy things to do against any team let alone a team with Ohio State's talent so the, the line's 20 and a half do you think Ohio State wins big where are you at on it what do you think is going to happen 
my prediction of the game is I think they're going to win 24 to 42. So what's that, 18 points? I don't know if they – I don't think they're going to cover. I'm at 45-17 Ohio State. So I think they do cover. I think that they're just going to have way too much for Indiana and it's going to get out of hand. And I, I don't know if Penix is even going to going to finish the game. I think Ohio State gets after him, maybe roughs him up, and maybe, you know, gets a couple interceptions and kind of chases him. So – uh looking forward to that that would be a great uh great start to my saturday to see that take place yeah good thing it's a good thing it's a noon game when we come back ohio state goes deep into the heart of texas to land another five star you're listening to no cap there's a big difference between your house beer and the new house beer at B-Dubs. Yours comes in cans and bottles. Ours comes cold on draft at the sports bar. And it's called Wild Herd Kolsch by Goose Island. And in $3 talls, it's a bright, crisp, and easy drinking excuse to trade your couch for Buffalo Wild Wings. So get here and make your next beer a $3 tall Wild Herd Kolsch. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! At participating locations for a limited time, dining only, please drink responsibly. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on No Cap. I'm Jason Priestess, joined as always by the legendary Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, Ryan Day did it again. <laughs> yeah, yes, he did. You know what? He, he's almost as good as Urban when it comes to this type thing. It's insane, man. It really is. Uh, Buckeyes yesterday, Thursday, landed the commitment. Quarterback Quinn Ewers. Five-star class of 2022 quarterback, 6'3", 195 from South Lake Carroll, Texas, which is uh, basically the Dallas area, a little bit between Dallas and Fort Worth. And this is a guy we were talking, what, three weeks ago on this show, weren't we, about? We definitely was. When he, when he committed, decommitted from Texas. And we're like, God, oh, no. <laughs> uh, Tom Herman, Tom Herman, mo buddy. Man, man, listen, <laughs> and the sad thing is, my man Tom, man, we, ever since I stood up and said what I said, he ain't lost the game, man. <laughs> hey, I can't blame the guy. No. <laughs> I can't blame the guy. Listen, as a high school kid, a high school quarterback, you're a five-star. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, and you can't tell me you're not watching Justin Fields. Like, Okay, granted, I don't really know how Justin was when he was at Georgia. A lot of people, you know, they was up and down on Justin. Obviously, it was something that went on that he obviously didn't play in front of uh, Frome, Jake Frome. Um, But, like, Ryan Day got him and turned him into this Heisman candidate and first round pick in the draft. Like, so obviously Ryan Day knows what he's doing at quarterback. He took Dwayne Haskins and made him what he is. Like, it, the resume is just there, man. Like, I, I, as a high school recruit, you got to look at those things and be like, man. And he got a strong arm. <laughs> the guy, the kid got a strong arm. So, like, you know, Ryan Day loves that type of thing. So, it's only right. It was only right. I can't. I just feel bad for Tom. Usually when you talk about linebacker U or DBU, you're talking about what that program has put in the NFL. Like you talk about Ohio State, they get called DBU because they put a lot of cornerbacks and safeties in the NFL. And that's fine. But Colin Hill, one of our writers on 11warriors.com, had a great piece today about how young quarterbacks see Ohio State right now as quarterback U. And you were just talking about all the things that Ryan Day has done with, with the quarterbacks he's worked with here and – Man, that's real. Like, young quarterbacks, even though Ohio State doesn't have a ton of quarterbacks in the NFL through the years, you know, Dwayne was, you know, the first starter in a long time uh, from Ohio State. Right now, though, young quarterbacks in high school, the five stars, are looking at Ohio State and saying, that's the place I need to go. And that's huge. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, we've been spoiled with some great quarterback play. So, you know, it's just, you know, the history of quarterbacks at Ohio State has always been good. You know, you've always been – as a as a quarterback at Ohio State, you've always seemed to have been in the Heisman talk, you know, no matter from the JTs, the Braxtons, Terrell right. Priors, all those – Dwayne, all those guys are always seem to be there in the Heisman talk. So, Ohio State definitely does a great job of putting the quarterback in the, the big spotlights. And, you know, what better way to show the NFL that, you know, you are prepared to make big plays and – make big throws and big games than playing at Ohio State where you get the opportunity to do that all the time because we're always, you know, as we're, we're thankful for, 
we're always seem to be in the race for the national championship or in those big games. Yeah. Well said, man. There's certainly a big stage here. Uh, you know what? I, I can't say enough about how well Ryan Day has done recruiting uh, and coaching. I mean, the, the, the on the field product's been incredible. And the one thing, you know, you're looking at when he took over from Urban, at least I was, I'm thinking, you know, can he recruit at the same level as Urban? Because Urban, you know, loved recruiting. It's, he put such a focus on it. And, you know, if I'm being honest, Ryan Day might be recruiting a little better than even Urban did, you know, and that's Whoa, insane. whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, now. You're not having that? Time will tell. Time that's will, fair. That's time fair. It's too early to call. He's getting the – I tell you what, he is getting the, the – number one, number two uh, players at their position in high school. That is big. It's but insane. Ultimately, yeah. we have to see what they do when they get here and how they pan out. That's kind of when the recruiting, like for me, makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. This uh, Ewers kid is the highest rated player, one of the highest rated players OSU's ever received a commitment for. Second, you know, 24-7 has these all-time rankings, and he's second only to Terrell Pryor in their all-time rankings for players that Ohio State has, you know, signed or got commitments from. Uh, and if the Ohio State gets him and, you know, this commitment holds, which it will, the Bucks will have landed the number one overall player in three straight classes, according to ESPN's rankings. In 2020, it was wide receiver Julian Fleming. This year, it's, tw- it's uh, 2021 defensive end Jack Sawyer from Pickerington. And then yours the next year. That's that's nuts, man. That is just it's just insane. <laughs> he doing a great job. We're spoiled. Like I say, like I say though, if you okay, for example, you coming out of high school, okay, you a big time recruit, and you about to you about to leave your high school. You about to go with some people that you've never met before, and you gotta you gotta bond with these guys and click with these guys for the next three or four years, maybe even five. And when you get to Ohio State, like, I can't lie, it's the the family atmosphere that's there is unbelievable. Like, like it feels just right when you get there. Like, when you – I don't understand. Like, I can't really exp- – it just feels like a family atmosphere. Like, it's like you knew these people forever by the conversations that you have. It's so easy to talk to these people. Coaches, players, everybody's so friendly. Everybody looks out for each other. Everybody's got each other's back. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's you don't find that everywhere. Right. So when you, that's what makes Ohio State like such a special place. And it's forever. Like, these people got your back. Oh, yeah. Forever. Yes. You got so some. It's, it's just, it's, it's very appealing. You got some of the best friends you'll have for life, you know, from those, you know, four years you went through in Columbus and, and the bonds you made. Was it pretty quick? I know you were talking about how, how nice of a family atmosphere. Did, was it pretty quick that you bonded with your your fellow freshmen at least? Oh yeah, you know that that's the thing. So you like once you get into the once you committed type thing, like you kind of start talking to the other recruits. Like, or then when you come down for like your um your visit, your official visit, you really hang out with the recruits. You get to know all of them. So you kind of really pick who you're gonna you know, kind of click with, be with type thing. You also by your position. And then when you get on campus, like they kind of put you all together. So like this is all this is who, this is what you know. Like these is the people that you're gonna know. They're gonna help you around. Y'all gotta help each other figure things out. So that's kind of they kind of put it make it to where you know you have no choice but to depend on each other, which is a great thing because when you get on the field, you know you can depend on that person. Right, and then we heard last week or the week before, I think, where you where young Cardell Jones helped you find a class. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing, I call so I call him. I called him like a couple of days ago. And I was like, yeah, man, I was talking about you on the last week's podcast. He said, they pulled that big man ball my jacket, didn't they? <laughs> he said, you know I had your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the, one more thing about this viewers kid. 4,000 yards as a college sophomore, 45 touchdowns, three interceptions. And he's playing in the biggest division in Texas high school football. You know, I think they have like seven or something down there. Uh, much like Ohio, you have, you know, smaller schools, bigger schools. And he was in the big school division, roughing dudes up as a sophomore. He's going to be a great one. Can't wait to get him here. Uh, and you touched on, I think, briefly that there's a video floating around. Uh, check 11 Warriors Twitter. Him just slinging 80-yard bombs, man, on a practice field. Just like they're nothing. Yeah. Man, you know what? That's I'm just very interested to see how Ryan Day, you know, 
turn what he turns him into type thing. Cause you know, a guy with an arm like that, like that's that's like uncommon. Like you can't, there's not really a lot of guys in this world that's walking around just slinging 85 yard bombs. So no, it's gonna no. be very interesting. And then, you know, with the with the receivers that, that are here, the young receivers that's even showing their light right now, like when they get somebody like that, like I mean, it the sky's the limit because you can really go deep. And then as a as a DB, you thinking like if they run in a deep route, you think, all right, the ball ain't came, it ain't coming yet. And it's the, you turn around that ball in the air deep. Oh man, it, it kind of catches a lot of people off guard. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's up. <laughs> we talked briefly about Tom Herman, man. He's not having a good time. You gotta pour one out for him. He's uh he, he strung some wins together. I I wanna say he's five and three right now at Texas this year, but like hasn't been as good as he should have been the last few years. And but that, listen, <laughs> he ain't lost the game since I said what I said. That's true. That's true. Are you going to credit yourself with uh, turning around the Texas program? <laughs> Tom is, he, he must be an avid listener of my, of this show because you know, every he ain't gonna let me, you know, look like a fool. You know, he gonna, he gonna show me right. Like, you know, type you, you, and he's five and two, first of all. And he's like, Tyus, you you know, you stood in line for us. You know, we're gonna we gonna make sure you don't look like a fool on, on your podcast. You know, they they're not gonna lose another game. I'm telling you. <laughs> not about to lose another not game. Not gonna lose another game. That's that's spicy take. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me <laughs> let me peep the schedules that you're about to do. Oh no, they, they not <laughs> I, I, in the in the conference, <laughs> I gonna lose another game in the conference. I gotta see who they go against in the bowl. But in their conference, they will not lose another game. If he's not running up big numbers, you know he should be seven and zero. He should be six and one. Let's be real. With, with you know, it's Texas. It's not you know, it's not West Virginia or Baylor. Or one of these teams that breaks through every now and then. It's Texas. He should be six and one or seven and zero right now. He shouldn't listen. The de- I told you the defense needed some time. <laughs> they, they, it was a it was a pandemic. Like they didn't have time to really learn the ins and outs of the whole defense and stuff. Like it's a brand new defense. And you know they, you know they ain't clicking yet. You know, man. So the, the first def, like the Oklahoma was just a flat out shootout, and the TCU, yeah, that was fluke too. That was only two losses. <laughs> Oklahoma was a shootout, though. Oh, that was a shootout. <laughs> I'll tell you, Chris Ash owes you a job, man. As much as you've been swinging for him, <laughs> uh, you got you got to tell him, Coach. I'm going. I'm going to bat for you nonstop. The thing too, though, is that, like. If he's not six and one or seven and zero, Tom at Texas, which is what they expect down there, he's got to lock down the home state talent. And losing this quarterback, yours to Ohio State, the number one kid in the entire class. Look at this, man. Ohio State <laughs> has five five star commitments from the state of Texas since 2017. Texas, Texas has four in that time. Ohio State <laughs> has more five stars from Texas than Texas does. How's that? Listen, work? listen. They the people that's from Texas. They ain't put the the recruits that's still in high school. They ain't put the the ink on the paper yet, you know. So it ain't nothing official yet. It's just all verbal right now. Until that ink go on the paper, we can't really, you know. We could just it's all assumption. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Herman's thirty and seventeen. There, uh, we'll see. If he wins out, he's probably gonna save his job. But if he loses two or one down the stretch, man. There, there could be some things in play here with his with his job. If I'm being honest, yeah, he won't be the only one. I tell you that. <laughs> uh, gonna be a rough year for a lot of folks. Speaking of, 14 games canceled or postponed this weekend already. One of those is Michigan State at Maryland. They're not going to play this weekend. So again, Maryland didn't play Ohio State last week because they had eight players with COVID, and looks like they're still not back to full strength, and they're not going to play this week even though we have a, a Minnesota team that just kicked off with, uh, I think, like 20 dudes on their sidelines. So, you know, do whatever you need to do, whatever team. Make it up your own way, uh, schools. I, I think that's kind of what's happening. No way to come out. <laughs> no, you got two-way playing, man. So, <laughs> if you had a two-way play, where are you playing on offense? Receiver. Receiver? Were you nice at receiver? I was all right. I, I tell you what, I could catch. I could catch right. the ball really well. All right. Okay. I, I ain't going to sit here and route nothing, but you throw me that peel. I might jump over a truck, but I'm coming down with it. You best believe that. Nice. <laughs> on, the, on the defense you played in 2015, which one of those guys on the defense, if you had to two-way it, which one of those guys would you want running the ball? 
on defense, not yeah. Joshua Perry. Not Joshua Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Josh, if you're listening, I'm, no, I'm not buying that you were such a great running back. I, <laughs> no, not hearing it. Uh, I would say Raquan, uh, Darren Lee, probably. Darren, you know, Darren, Darren has this crazy moment. So, you know, he might get that ball in his hand. He might just go crazy and just try to run everybody over. So I like that. I like his energy. That's a good choice. I, I like that, too. I think that's an interesting choice. Darren, Darren with the Rock, I think he can make something happen. That's a fun question because, I mean, you're not giving the ball to Adolphus. You know, there's guys who are just definitely not going to be the running back, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not giving it to them. They need to block. <laughs> Adolphus, you're an offensive tackle. Congrats. <laughs> Get after it. Uh, big stakes in the Big Ten this weekend. Of course, we talked about Ohio State and Indiana. The winner of that game takes a commanding lead in the East. Tomorrow, also, Wisconsin 2-0 at Northwestern 4-0 for West supremacy. The winner of that game is going to have the inside track for the Big Ten Championship out of the West. And I don't know if you've seen a lot of Northwestern this year, but they've got a really, really good defense for Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, they do. They've been rolling. I'm, I'm actually – that's going to be a really good game because that quarterback from Wisconsin is doing really well as well. Yeah, Mer- so yeah he's legit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if how Northwestern um, – if they can rattle him. If Ohio State takes care of business and gets to Indianapolis, who do you want them to play out of the West? A winner it is Wisconsin and Northwestern game. You don't have a favorite? Like, I, I'd probably want to see them play Wisconsin just because it's probably – I'm tired of seeing them play. They play them all the time, man. <laughs> but then again, they played Northwestern like the year before that in the big uh, – Wayne's year in the big That's team, true. That's true. Uh, they did. Well, it's all – the same two teams. It's all politics to me. So, what I'm thinking is what win in the Big Ten Championship would look better for the college football playoff committee. That's That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, probably Wisconsin. Yeah, so that's kind of why I'm heading that way. I mean, it'd be fun to play some other teams, like if Purdue could sneak in there, we owe them, you know. If Iowa could sneak in somehow, they, the Buckeyes owe Iowa and Purdue a little bit of revenge. But uh, no, I they definitely I, do. <laughs> they definitely do, for sure. I think in terms of bang for your buck, man, Wisconsin's the game that uh, will probably impress the voters, especially if they can, you know, get to the Indianapolis undefeated, and that'll probably do the best for their case. A lot of uh, – a lot of teams in trouble, man. Penn State, Michigan, Nebraska, Michigan State combined 3-12 and 12 this year. That's a big yuck. Look at this, man. Rut- Rutgers and Maryland together have two more wins than Penn State and Michigan combined. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny, actually. Isn't that insane? Living in a different time, man. You know what? This has this just been a crazy year, so it's really not that shocking. No, it's par for the course, basically. Do you want to see Jim Harbaugh fired? As a fan of Ohio State football. <laughs> okay, as a fan of Ohio State football. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, because, like, I, I, although I'm not – people be thinking I'm joking when I say that they're terrible. I'll be dead serious. They really are just terrible. <laughs> but, like, I would like to see them, like, get, like, somewhat good at least. Like – right. So it make the, the rivalry a rivalry again, you know? Not saying that they're ever going to beat us because they're not, but it right. would be nice to see the fight. Like, like they just, you know, it ain't even fun. Like, I know we're going to win the game. <laughs> 100%, I know we're going to win the game. Like, at least make me think about it. At least, at least make me second guess it. You know, I'm not about to sit here and just keep listening to a, a guy gas up a team and then they don't really show me why they should be hyped up. Like, they got hyped up for so many years because of him. And he hasn't produced anything. Like, yeah. I, like I said, I think they what they won one or two bowl games. One, I think they won his ver- his very first year against Florida, and that was it. Like, That's come it. on, man, yeah. That's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. So no, yeah, he need he need to go for for their sake. For their sake, he needs to go. All right, I can appreciate. It. I can see where it's a tough spot for OSU fans because I'm, I'm sure a lot of them will say, "No, keep that cat there forever because he's awful." You know, and it's a guaranteed win, but. You're right, man. The rivalry's got to mean something. It's got to be an important game, and he's just – he's an embarrassment. $8 million a year embarrassment. College football playoff rankings come out Tuesday, the first batch. Who do you have in your top four right now? Uh, the Buckeyes, obviously. Clemson. Um, Alabama. And probably Florida. 
No Notre Dame, huh? I'm not buying the Notre Dame train, man. <laughs> I'm not buying it. You know, although, they, they, although I will say they have been looking good. They have been looking good. They, yes, they did beat Clemson. I was going to say, you know they literally beat Clemson, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, if I if it was my way, I would have Citadel in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Citadel. But I just – I don't know. Like, they beat, they beat a Clemson team without Trevor Lawrence. So, I, I really haven't – I can't give them the credit. I can't. Yeah, I'm typically with you, man. Every year I think they're a paper tiger. They're overrated. They're this, they're that. But, uh, I mean, they look pretty good this year, man. They had a close game against Pitt. But other than that, you know, the win against Notre Dame – or against Clemson, I'm sorry. They beat up Jeff Halfley pretty well last week. They looked good. Yeah, I watched that game. They, I, they, they, hey. I hate I hate to compliment Notre Dame, but I got to give him a little bit, man. I do. Hey, hey he caught the receiver. That one receiver had like three touchdowns. He caught some good balls. He, he did. Was, he, he played well. So that that's ultimately what spiked it. But is he consistently like that? I don't know. We'll I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think I got Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, you, Flor- Florida five. Yeah. Jason, you put Alabama the guy and, and they they leader of their team said that they own. That you know, <laughs> defense ain't a thing no more. Like good defense ain't really the thing anymore. You put him at number one, man. Go on. They're beat. They're beating the heck out of. It. They got some great receivers, and you know, we'll see. I, I I'm not saying that they're a better team in Ohio State. <laughs> they ain't right gonna now. never until he take back his statement. They ain't gonna win another championship. Defense win championships, and that will be to the end of time. Can't believe this man said what he said. Yeah, he's out there. Uh, Nick Saban saying that in this era of college football, I'd rather have a better offense than a better defense. And uh, yeah, it shows you how crazy 2020 is when that comes out of his mouth because he's, again, another coach that's been on the defensive side of the ball his whole life. This weekend, got some good ones. Number four, Clemson at Florida State, noon on ABC. Clemson's almost 37 point favorites there that's a big big line that shows you how bad florida state has become i mean they were <laughs> a team that's basically been good our entire lives you know and, and now they're just trash number seven cincinnati at ucf cincinnati six point favorites the game's 330 on espn number 10 wisconsin at number nine northwestern wisconsin is uh seven and a half point favorites that's 330 on abc Iowa at Penn State, Iowa's two-and-a-half-point favorites, 330 Big Ten Network. Kentucky at number one, Alabama. Bama, big, big 30-point favorites, 4 o'clock on SEC Network. Number 14, Oklahoma State at number 18, Oklahoma. Some bedlam action. Oklahoma Sooners are seven-point favorites. That's a 730 primetime game on ABC. Michigan at Rutgers. Michigan is 10.5-point favorite. Seems a little big. Uh, 7.30 on Big Ten. And then finally, number 20, USC at Utah. USC's three-point favorites. The Trojans have two come-from-behind victories so far this season. Final, final drive winner has been fun to watch. Uh, again, that's 10.30 on ESPN for USC-Utah. Last week, Tybish, you took Miami plus two points. Miami ended up beating... Virginia Come Tech. Come beating, on now. Yeah, Virginia Tech, 25-24. It was a nail-biter, but they pulled through, didn't they? They did, man. I had Wisconsin giving four and a half points, and they just crushed Michigan's will to live, 49-11. to <laughs> Where it stands, man, you're 6-1 you're and one right now. I'm 6-1 and one right now. That's pretty darn good. I know I don't <laughs> – ne- Neither of us truly gamble. We're just giving out free advice because we're nice guys. But uh, if we were like, I mean, this is the type of stuff. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to gas us up too much. But this, these are the type of records we could like start a one nine hundred number and like start charging people to get our picks because uh, combined twelve and two. If you bet our picks, you're you're making money, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But I, it's I, hard with this week. <laughs> this went tough this week. This is the week I make my move, man. I'm gonna take over first. I feel it. I feel it. You you want to go first? I'll let you pick first. You gonna let me pick first? I'll let you pick first. I'm gonna take <laughs> Rutgers getting ten, ah. ten and a half points against Michigan. So I'm taking Rutgers plus ten point five. Uh, I've been betting. That's I've been, good, I've been making a killing. I've been making a killing going against Michigan all year, and I think it's gonna yep. come through again. I don't know if they're gonna win the game, but give me ten and a half points. I like it. That's a good pick. I can't lie. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Before we started the show, that's kind of where my mind was at. I was going to think of that Rutgers as well. 
Yeah. But where you at? You know what? I'm gonna take USC minus the three points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why because this is Utah's first game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> USC to play two games, so they got more game experience. Utah has still got to iron out the kinks, and I think they're gonna get more. They're gonna USC gonna win by more than three. That's my that's my thought. That's my thought. All right, we will circle back next week and update you guys. Again, we're both 6-1. and one. Something's got to give. We're both blowing it up this year and doing really well. It's time for Wax Stories. You know the rules. Ty share is a hilarious or absurd story from his days as a Buckeye. This one is – this is this story is how how fate works. It's funny how, how things work. So this one I'm going to tell is about how – because everybody always asks me, like, how did I meet my, my now wife? Um, your lovely wife, Lauren. Yeah. Yes. My lovely wife, Lauren. <laughs> so we met at, at Ohio state. Thank God. And how we met was we both had a friend, um, a mutual friend. So shout out to you, Corey. So, uh, I just stopped messing with this one girl that I, you know, me and her was hanging out and we, I stopped messing with her and I said, you know, it's time for me to focus on me, you know, time for me to Tyvis to focus on Tyvis. You know, it's about to be my last season coming up type thing in my mind. So he's like, let's just put my best foot forward. And Corey says, do you know what, Tyvis? I I got this girl. I I know this girl. She's a friend of mine. And I think that you y'all will be perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I mean, you know, I meet her. You know, it don't matter. Like I meet her, but at this at this stage of my life right now, you know, I'm not really looking for that. Like I'm, you know, but I meet her just, you know, because you my homeboy, so I'm gonna meet her because I don't want to send the wrong message like so yeah just bring her by my apartment one day you know and we'll, i'll say hi you know and we'll see so sure enough he comes he brings her over and she comes in and she stands up like i'm sitting down on my couch you know off she you know chairs is right there but she decided to stand up the whole time so we we had a conversation it wasn't it wasn't nothing like um like uh we should be together type thing you know it was just like a like three friends just sitting there having a conversation just talking so it wasn't really it's nothing to think of if you would have been there you wouldn't have thought like this would be the girl that one day i would marry type thing um so (laughs) she she stays for about i say about 25 minutes and then they end up leaving um and like a couple of weeks later (laughs) this movie came out it was called uh i can't it's called like the perfect the perfect man or something like that perfect gentleman perfect guy or so i can't remember what it was it got morris chestnut and sonia lathan in it but anyway it came out and i seen the preview i'm like man i want to go to the movies but like i told y'all i had got i i don't mess with the old girly no more so i ain't got no date and i'm not about to go to the movies by myself (laughs) i was like oh yeah let me you know let me hit up you know, you know, girly that I just met and see if she'll go. Yeah, you know, maybe she'll, you know, we ain't really get a chance to really get to know each other. So, you know, this would be a good time to, you know, go to the movies, maybe chat, chit chat before and after the movies type thing. So <laughs> I asked her and sure enough, she agrees to go. <laughs> so the funny thing about the story is I was running late. <laughs> the movie started at a certain time and I got on track. I, I ran into traffic getting to the movie. So by the time I get there, I'm like 15 minutes late. And she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And she bought the tickets. I Ooh. said, you bought the tickets? Oh, we definitely going up in there now. Right? I'm like, hey, don't, wow. hey, don't she, you know, first date, I'm late. You know, some people should be mad about it. But she went ahead and bought the tickets and everything. Like, how could you not love it? Well, the problem she was having was that her her roommate was doing her hair and she burnt the side of her face with a curling iron. <laughs> so Laura had this, she had this big burn mark on the side of her face. But uh, I didn't think nothing of it though. Like, you know. It was, oh yeah, you, you, you gotta act like it's not there. Man, it right? wasn't, it, it was bad, but it wasn't like, you know, it, like she was still beautiful to me. Like, I was like, yeah. you know, you, you, make a, you make that mark look good type thing. There you go. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? And plus, you know, the good thing is we're in the movie, so it's dark. So you ain't going to see your face anyway. <laughs> so you you lucked out <laughs> on this one. Make a long story yeah. short. We didn't know if we're having a good time at the movies. We joked around a little bit. Um, I'm one of those guys that talk a little bit during the movies. Like, I, I like, blurt out things. <laughs> the things that I was blurting out was funny. 
and people be hearing me and they be laughing at me type things. So I'm one of those type of guys. <laughs> so needless to say, Lauren enjoyed her first date and, you know, things, things, things moved on and five years later, there you I, are. I'm married. And that's how we, that's how we met. I like to tell people we met on blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it was through a mutual friend, which is a very respectable thing. You know, we can, hey, that's a, yeah. you know, as you know, the old folks be like, how did you guys be? We're not saying that you know, we slid in each other's DMs on Instagram or something. No, yeah. It's, it's, very, like it's a very casual <laughs> way. You know, we met through a mutual friend type thing. Like, it feels good to be able to say that type of thing. Not saying that you can't find love like in the club or in the DMs or, or in DMs as these <laughs> as these kids say nowadays, you know, on these Instagrams and Twitters. Right. But you know, it's just good to be able to say in a in a way that people would you know respect and not frown upon. And this was you, you guys met after you won the Natty, right? Yes, 2015. Yeah, actually, actually, November 23rd will be five years. Five years to the day I I got down on the knee and asked her to be my girlfriend. Oh <laughs> snap! And she was a Buckeye fan. So what I want to know is how long it took her to get comfortable enough around you where she could roast you for trying to running that interception back in the Alabama game. Oh, that was like day one. She day like, one. She's like, she, she's like, oh, I know you. You that guy that I was yelling at at the TV. Yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> It's going for three, our weekly roast of whatever catches our eye in news involving the Michigan Wolverines. And what caught our eye this week was another big L for the Wolverines. <laughs> Isn't that feel good to say? Isn't that feel good to hear? <laughs> I mean, it's it's expected, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not shocked by it. They, they are showing their true colors, you know. It, it's, it's only funny because people are really starting to be like, man, maybe they're not that good. No, no. they're not. No. They're not at all. Lost 49-11 to 11 at home to Wisconsin. They were never in this game. Uh, Milton, their quarterback, threw interceptions on his first two tosses of the game. You know what? And honestly, <laughs> Tyvis, I, I don't know. Maybe you'll have more insight than I do. But it looked like they quit early, too. Like, they didn't want to be there. And that's the impression I got. Like, midway you know, through the first quarter, I'm like, these guys don't even want to play this game. Yeah, you know, they probably looking at it like, you know. They, hey, you know what? I can see it. I can see them saying something like this. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You know, this isn't the real season. You know, right. It's only, it's only, what, eight, nine games. You know, it really doesn't matter if we don't do well. We should just use this season to develop guys. I can see them saying some stuff like that. And that's that's BS, you know. That's, that's like, garbage. Yeah, that's yeah, garbage. But I could definitely see them saying something like that for sure. What I like, too, is that right now, Michigan, man, they know it's over for Harbaugh. They know it's the end, man. They Even, like, the holdouts now are like, man, it's he's not the guy. He's not going to get it done. This is year six. He's still treading water. Uh, the despair over there is intoxicating. There's I don't know if you do this. I'll have to send you some links. But there's nothing better, man, than after a Michigan loses to go to some of their fan websites and read – their comments <laughs> i've never done that but oh, I, think I, <laughs> I think i should try that one time if rikers does it saturday I'll, I'll text you some links because it feels really good <laughs> you know it the standard the standard comment is basically fire everyone and then like <laughs> complaining about everything under the sun it's gotten so bad over there that you know harbaugh doesn't have a coaching tree because he's been bad there and he's kind of a weird dude Rich Rod and Hoke didn't have a coaching tree, so they're going to have to go outside the ranks. It's got so bad over there. I saw a post the other day, Tyvis. Michigan man was openly asking for Urban Meyer to come up there and fix things. <laughs> <laughs> What's that say? Of course he was. No, Urban better never do nothing like that. If he do that, it would really – it would tarnish his name. As a, it would tarnish him as a person. Hey, what happens? I got a quick question before we get off here. When you were on one team and then you go to another team, what happens to all the gear you had that has the other team's logo on it? You just like give it to I, give, I give it away. Give, I give it, it away. Because you 100. can't be like you can't be like at the Cowboys training complex wearing Seahawks gear. You know, just yeah, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you give that away. You get some new gear immediately. Usually, they do a good job of providing you some shirts and stuff. They stock you up with some some gear when you get there. Yeah. Imagine I got a ton of that sitting around. Well, hey, we had a blast, man. Thanks for joining us on this episode of No Cap. Uh, we're back. We're back next week. I think uh, we're gonna do another another week from the studio next week before we try to get back to Buffalo Wild Wings. But uh, hey, buddy, I had a blast, and I hope everyone listening had a good time too. Stay frosty. Yeah.